0: Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everybody, and welcome again to the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. Today, we have the illustrious Thomas (laughs) Moss joining us. Hi, Thomas.
1: Hey, you guys. How are you doing?
0: Very good. Doing great. (laughs)
1: Welcome, Thomas. Uh, Thomas is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, He is a real estate investor and agent uh, with Keller Williams there and uh, has a lot of activity going on today. And we wanted to jump right on and uh, get a little feedback and uh, tell us how you got started in real estate.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you basically the template real estate investor story. Um, that we read Rich Dad Poor Dad and started with buying, holding properties. But I think it goes back, if I I get a little bit more detail. So I was raised, my father, one of the things that he kind of instilled in me was an investment mentality. Um, he was uh, taught me investing early on stocks and, and, and obviously owning tangible assets. He was a, he was a gold guy. Um, so physical assets were what he always really really preached to us. So I, I think I had that instilled as an, as an investment mentality in an early age. Obviously there are, there are basic principles that, that all investors employ um, that I think we you know we utilize to, to, to gain success. Um, you know and one of the, the old adages you, you, you've got to save more than you, than you make you, you've got to save money, you've got to be able to save make money, save money, and invest money. Um, that's what I I try to kind of instill in my, in my kids. Um, because what I found out is you, you want to let your money work for you. You know, it's kind of the old, it's a Warren Buffett saying you want your money to work for you while you're sleeping. Um, and, and when I was in college, you know, we rented houses, um, as students and, and, and obviously we would be, uh, we were paying our own rent. So I would see these, these old guys that all they would do is they'd have several rental houses. And I mean, it was just kind of looked like a really cool lifestyle. They would just kick around and kind of piddle. And I was like, you know, that's really interesting. So I think that the, the catalysts were there at an early age. And then when I read the rich dad, poor dad book and it was like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can see it, touch it, you know, kind of put my fingers on it when I need to that. That's what really got, got us started in, in real estate investing.
0: Nice there's nothing more tangible than real estate.
1: It's I love there, it. <laughs> ground,
2: the
0: dirt it's there.
1: Absolutely.: Absolutely. yes, yes. So did you start as an agent or as an investor? What no, so that's a, that's a good question. Um,
2: we started as an investor. Um, we read the so kind of a little bit of a background on us. My, we're, from, we're We live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. My wife grew up here. Um, we met decided we met in Florida, decided to move back here, bought our first house. This was, you know, pre crash, you know, just kind of that time. So we bought our first house, red, rich, that poor dad. I was driving neighborhoods pretty close to us, found a for sale by owner uh, house, called the guy up. It was, it was just the the classic distressed owner. Hey man, just, just pay me what I owe. And that sounded like a great deal to me. So we did that uh, bought our first property. it's kind of sat on that for a year or two until we could really grasp how this how this process worked. Really enjoyed it. it kind of worked. We bought a couple of properties after that. After the crash, there were a couple of foreclosures, um, and things just kind of built on themselves. I'd say one of the things that really, in, in hindsight, that propelled us to where we are today was we never we we always treated our our rental properties as a separate business. And at the time, my wife and I were both working. So we would take all the the proceeds that we would get from that rental business. And and that was our seed capital. We never touched it. Um, And that allowed us to really grow at a faster rate. Um, So when I first made my goals as a real estate investor, we were able to achieve them uh, a lot sooner than what I had anticipated. Um, So it was really good. So long story short, we, we started out with buy and hold. We have been doing that for uh, a little over 10 years now. Um, we may get into this. I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit about my story and kind of the, uh, and I'm a talker. You're going to have to shut me up. Uh, this, a, this is, love why, this I is what have, this is
0: for. We want it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so, so we had acquired a number of properties. Uh, today, we've got 20 single-family rental properties and one really nasty-looking commercial house that, that is going to be maybe my office one day. Um, (laughs) But right now it's the catch all for the construction materials. But we had gotten to a point to where we had, we had um, kind of tapped out the MLS market, so to speak. So we'd started doing a little bit of mailers and things like that. And I got fortunate. We hooked up with a gentleman who had eight rental properties. Um, Anyway, he was, uh, he, he was ready to get rid of them. Um, so we worked out a deal to where he would owner finance them. Um, it was, it, it benefited me and my fan. I told him this because we've actually become friends. I bought seven of the eight that he's had. Um, and and it's really worked out because they're all owner finance. It's been a great relationship. He's somebody who I look, he's in his mid seventies, but he's somebody who I look to and go, you know, that's, that's where I want to be when I'm in my mid seventies. Um, But so that kind of was where the the single family rental piece took over. And as we started doing those direct mailing pieces, I would get contacted by sellers, home sellers that they, and I classify people as I want to sell or I need to sell. And these people were, they wanted to sell, but they didn't have a need. They weren't distressed. They weren't in, in a financial crisis or anything like that. So at the time I didn't have a solution for them. And I would call my agent friends and say, Hey guys, I've, I've just met this seller. You, you, you want to go take the listing and, and, and work with them? And, and this was the market had kind of picked back up. There were, it, was a, it was still kind of soft. It was just, I didn't get a good response from the agents. It was like, well, we don't really want to do that. I, we're, we're cool doing our own thing, you know, kind of in the box, so to speak. And I said, well, I, I like, I'm a people pleaser and I really do, I like to help people. So I was, I was frustrated that I didn't have a solution for them. Nice. so I said well if I can't find somebody to help them then I need to go find give them an alternative so I got my license I think I've had it for three years now um, with Keller Williams which is which is a great company yes, um, it is. we've had we've had really good good success with that so what happened was we had I kind of defined my business I have three I guess if you will revenue streams we have our single family rental business which is kind of the the, um, the blue chip stocks, if you will, they're steady, they're consistent, they're always there. Um, that's a piece. And then we have, after doing these letters and, and giving ourselves another option, um, our, our retail or realtor uh, channel that we that we utilize. And then and then I'll get to our rehabbing business that we that we integrated into that too. But but it was just really, I wanted to provide solutions for people. Um, I, I was I was like I said, I was frustrated not to be able to help people. So that conversation, um, a lot of the times it went to I would really try to feel what their needs were. And and if we were if we were a good fit from an investor side, then then obviously we would go go that route, but always always tell people what their options are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um you know, obviously they're as an agent, there's just there's different things. We, we try to go above board and be, I guess, more honest and, and open with people so that they can make the decisions for themselves. Um, so, so that's where we at. So that, that part of my business, the Keller Williams side really took off. In my first year we listed and sold, listed, listed and helped buy about 20 houses. Nice. It's been second year, 20 houses. And then this year we'll probably do a little bit more than that. Um, but that piece has grown. And I've, I've been able to bring on a, another partner. Um, we're, we're so new to this, I've not really figured out what to call him. He's, he's, <laughs> he was a buyer's agent because I didn't have time to work with buyers. But now he's more of a partner. Um, and he employs the same mentality that I do. It, it, he, he, has, he has a great you know, ethical foundation. It's, it's really about helping people um, and, and that's kind of where we are on, on that, that realtor Keller Williams side of our business.
0: Well, I love your mindset. Sorry mm. if I'm interrupting no, you're I love fine. your mindset. I love your helpful mindset. Mm. It's, that's so Keller Williams. And that's so, yeah. I mm. find like a lot of the investors that we talk to have this mindset of mm. helping the seller out. That's the number one yeah. goal. You want to help out the seller. So since we're, since we're sort of going that way, can you go mm. over sort of sort of a typical conversation with a mm. seller? Um
2: yeah. And, and so just to, to to kind of round out or, or fill out that the where we are in our business today, and you guys may know, uh, so Wally Reese, who's a member of the seven figure flipping with me, yes. um, we partnered up it it's been it's been over two years ago. I'm terrible with timelines, Jason. My wife remembers everything. That's why, you know, but so I so know we, yeah, we 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 partnered up two years ago because once again, there was that there was that peace. That that I was missing that he brought to the table. Um, Wally's the same. He he is extremely empathetic and, and very grounded. He can talk to people, um, very relatable. So so you ask me how those conversations go. What we try to do is, is is let's say today if a seller were to contact us, is our first question is not really about the house, but tell me about your situation. Where are you guys at? What's the issues? Because we really want to know where they're at. Now, you know, we're and we tell people up front, we're a for-profit business. When we're rehabbing houses or we're seeking to buy houses, we tell people, we cannot pay you market price. People are okay with that. We're very candid with it. Um, but it's really just about understanding the need of, of the, the client and how can we satisfy that? Um, the, the name of our, our business that Wally and I started is Chattanooga property solutions. And, and we, you know, we were, we were strategic with that name because that's what we want to, um, to communicate to people that contact us is, is we have, we are going to work diligently to find a solution for your housing problem or, or issue that it may be. So, um, so specifically how do we how do we address that with with home sellers it really goes back to, to understanding what their needs are okay. um, we have we've experienced probably just like you guys everybody's different um, and, and it's hard it's hard for me and it's hard for other people to wrap your mind around well, well money's not always the primary motivation for some people it, it could be, We've we've dealt with the death of a loved one, and just the hurt that they go to when they go to that house. They just don't want to feel that anymore. They want that. They want that burden gone, and it doesn't matter. So we try to, you know, eliminate that burden as as gently as we can. Um, there there are other issues to where it's a it's a divorce situation. It mm-hmm. it, it could run different different um, run the gamut, so to speak. Um, but it's really just understanding the client, what their needs are, and, and educating them on our process and how we work. Um, you know, we, we do communicate to, to our, our, our folks that we are local. Um, we're going to see them. We bought a house from a gentleman the other day, and we were at the closing table. He gave us an incredible testimonial. And as we were talking, he lives up the street from me. so we're gonna see each other out in public probably and and i want him to be able to go that guy treated me fairly and and it was a wonderful wonderful relationship and and that's that's how we strive to do business
0: nice love it that's great such great information right there
1: Mm -hmm. so so let's go back to to your partnership with wally what Mm -hmm. what stood out to you that that was it that you were looking for a partner, or you just saw that Wally was working mm. a certain way, and and you crossed paths mm. and, and just joined first forces? Just and it just came to that. What what sure. came first? Because a lot of people think they need a partner, <laughs> they don't really know if it's going to help them, or if or if it's really them not taking full uh, advantage of their their sure. own, uh, opportunity. Sure. So
2: so Wally and I had known each other for for over ten years. We we met at church. We we had a friendship he actually helped me buy, he, at one time he was a licensed agent. So he, he helped me buy a couple of my rental properties. And then I actually bought a a property from him. Um, he was, he was rehabbing some houses, uh, before that we bought a property. So we had had a long relationship. We had worked together and I always knew Wally's character. I knew kind of what he stood for. Um, he was, he, he kind of had the, those qualities that I knew I needed. It's not that I lacked them, but I needed to multiply them in order to grow to our business to where he wanted to be. And it was quite frankly, a recognition of the shift in our market from, from the you know the, the, um, the downturn to where Chattanooga as a city, is really thriving and flourishing. We've got a lot of, uh, lot of new people moving in. So the economy had shifted. And, and obviously, as an entrepreneur, you want to see what you can do to, to capitalize off of that um, and, and help it. So so he had a background in rehabs. I had I had rehabbed houses um, up until three years ago. I never sold anything. I mean, it was I, I just I loved it. I didn't want to get rid of it. So that was that was a process kind of working through. OK, how do we acquire these properties? How do we rehab them? effectively and efficiently, and then selling them. Um, so it was, I, I never, you know, I do hear people talk about struggling with partnerships and things. We've really never had that. We're, we're pretty open with each other. Um, I think we do recognize our strengths and our weaknesses and we play off that. And, and I think the, the, one of the main things that I would encourage people if you're, if you're looking for a partner is is you've got to be completely transparent and be open to criticism. Because you're going to screw things up. You know, I've screwed things up. Wally screwed things up. It's going to happen. But I think we're both looking at at it. You know, we're we're mutually benefiting each other um, and we're working towards a common goal.
1: Um, And and it's worked out really, really well. Yeah, thank you for that. And Let's touch a little bit on that. What, what is a, a struggle you can think of that mm-hmm. you've had in your business and, and how you've learned from it or how mm-hmm. you've from it? So Wally's going to kick me for this. Um, <laughs> we like. Right? Uh, yeah, Marching but <laughs>
2: I know, I know. But no, there, there are things, there are times where I have negotiated a deal and, and gotten emotional about it and probably left money on the table. Um, and, and he's let me know about that. And I recognized it. It was an obvious it was part lack of preparation on my part. Um and the other, you know, he he's had a little bit of a, a screw up to where we had a deal with a seller. We both felt really awkward about it. We we thought we would take the steps to prevent anything from um from going south, but there was a detail on a contract that he failed to to put that it was it, it was a costly error. And he beat himself up over it. And I understand, and I told him, look, let's let's put uh checks in place to make sure that that doesn't happen again and let's move forward and can you and let i think us know what
0: that error was so our listeners can uh, yes
2: yeah, so when you fill out a contract make sure that you fill out the right property address and the legal description
1: um it. Very it's a great point but super simple but super, super simple easy to mess up so yeah he's to look over and super easy to just say yep absolutely
2: when you I've get heard. busy yeah. yeah when you get busy and you're and you're kind of spinning all the plates yourself things happen and it's just one of those growing pains that we've had to overcome. Um, but we we do, I mean, we, we have been extremely blessed this year. Um, I mean, I, I count, I'm just overjoyed with the success that we have had this year and we're, and we're really ramping up towards a good 2018, by having uh, projects in the, yeah, it's, um, so it's been really good. So, so the way that we have, um, I guess separated our roles and responsibilities in our partnership. And this is one of the things that we have really strived to do is we don't want to overlap each other and what, and who's, and who's responsible for what. Um, and that's been hard because both he and I were, we solopreneurs doing their own thing. And now we've come together, but we've really been, I think, effective in defining what our roles are and trying to operate within those defined roles and not coming out of those unless we unless we need to or there's a you know there's a a conversation about hey should i do this or should i don't want to impose on on what i trust him to do because i do trust him implicitly so explaining what those roles are so Wally's role in our company now um he's pretty much um meat and I'm the bread of the sandwich. So, so Wally will, will talk to the sellers. His part is acquisitions. Um, and then getting, um, kind of the process started. Um, and then I guess the the bread part that I, uh, that I would be is I handle the marketing. So we're trying, I'm trying to drive the leads in, get, get the phone calls. Wally will take that, work it from essentially contract to close. He's project manager on our rehabs. Uh, He does work in coordination with our general contractor. And then on the back end, when we get ready to list and I take it over from that point, uh, listed as an agent and work that point from contract to close. Um, So we do have those defined roles. And that's where, and we do, once again, going back to recognize those strengths, Mm -hmm. um, the construction part is is kind of, that's what Wally, you know, I think he would say he enjoys that. Um, It's not that I don't enjoy it, but it's that we can't do everything. Yes. Um, and I'm stronger in those other aspects um, as opposed to you know to, to letting somebody else do that so that's how we have kind of separated and defined our roles and it's we're good and we' we're, and we're still divine, defining those and those roles are evolving um, even as we speak we had we've had a team meeting yesterday we, we brought in uh, an admin um, to really help us kind of get some of that back end uh, work off of us so we could operate at a higher level on the business, not in the business. Yes. Great. So what's your main platform for marketing? It's pay-per-click pay-per-click. It's, it's, it's PPC stuff. Um, we, we, we have mailed before, but we mail very strategically. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have most of our stuff. I think we have a, a, a pretty good online presence, um, but that's, that's what we're exploiting the most. We have dabbled with radio and that was a, a bust. Um, I don't think our sta- it was, it was an experience we did.
1: Um, would you do it again? And, and if you did, what would your message?
2: I, I would do a different format. So w- okay. the radio station was a conservative talk show radio station which was fine. So we did an out that they would give us advertising space and then we would have an hour show, um, which that was fun. It was an experience. So we would have guests on and Wally and I would talk about our business. So uh, as a growth, um, experience, I would say it was fun, but as a return on investment, it was not so good. So, (laughs) um, radio is still kind of iffy. We did a TV spot, uh, a couple of weeks ago just kind of trying it we're we're trying out multiple media channels and one of the things that we kind of our our i guess our our, our stick is we are local and we want God. people to see us you know that's that's really kind of our brand is we're local we're we're here to help you're going to run into us you know hey it's we're so it's been, yep. we're your neighbors so it's been really neat and um So we got a lot of positive feedback off the the television show, uh, the television segment that we did, and it just gave us another platform to communicate our message out to people who may need our services. Great, that's great.
0: Great. Can you tell us a little bit more about PPC since it's working so well for you? Sort of explain PPC to a new investor.
2: Okay, I will. I will do my best um, because I would say if you don't, if you're not strong in this, then find somebody good to outsource it to. So yes. I, you know, Danny Johnson, who owns lead propeller. Um, I joked with him up in Michigan that I felt like I was his first or second customer because I've been, I have been a lead propeller customer for a while that I set up my website years ago before I even knew what I was doing. So we have used, um, Danny's and lead propellers services, uh, for for a number of years, and we finally started getting. I mean, this is this is all relatively new to me. Within maybe a year or two, but it was it was one of those things. You've got to kind of. To me, I need to know how it works. I don't need to know details. Um, so we recognize that the way to reach more people was to do the PPC route. So we, we have, um, utilized the lead propeller services, but so PPC in a nutshell is when, when people Google your information, our website is iBuyChattanoogaHouses.com. You know, uh, sellers are, are, are Googling different keywords Well, you want your site to rank, you know, first or second at the very top of the page. Um, And Google PPC gives you that ability to be first or second because you're, you're paying Google for them to place you there. So it is, it is paid for advertising. Um, But we have found that those leads are far better. Um, And I know Danny will tell you the same thing um, because folks are, folks are at that point, they are searching for you. Um, It's, it's not the bulk mailing where you're kind of, you know, it's, I, I call it the carpet bomb approach where you just mailing a whole city and, 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 and taking a lot of phone calls. Um, the folks that contact us, what we have found is they are at that point in which they sometimes desperately need your help. And, and, and that's, you know, that's where we kind of step in and kind of walk them through the process and educate. But, um, from a business perspective, you know, those leads, I've, we've seen them to be more profitable. Um, they're, they're more solid leads. Um, so, so we can work with those a little bit better. Um, and at this point, that's the channel that we are trying to master, um, and exploit if you will, until, it's just kind of, that's our main one. And then we kind of stick our toes in, in some other things to see if they may work, but that's what we're utilizing most right now.
0: Yeah. That's sort of what Jason and I do, but we do mm-hmm. uh direct mail as our sure. main. And then sure. we're kind of dipping our toes into
2: different things. We're, uh, we're going to get there. Yes. We're going to get there. Um, <laughs> just like so, so I'll go back.
1: So we, we were having a discussion because uh Pili, I, I was hell bent on stopping a marketing channel and she, he is persistent. on wanting to keep it going. When do you take your toe out of the water? How long do you do your, your radio show? Or how long did you give it until you're saying, you know what I'm going to. Yeah. yeah.
2: So we gave the radio six months
1: and, yeah. and it was kind of ironic the day that
2: we decided to pull the plug on it, we got a phone call <laughs> and I think it, and I was tempted, but we looked at the spend yep. versus the, the what we were getting and we just felt like that money was better allocated towards other resources. Yeah. Um, there's
1: only so I'm many, winning. I'm winning in this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Right <laughs> I appreciate this. I'll, yeah. pay. I'll send your, your check is in the mail, oh, man.
2: Well, <laughs> so... <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you, there, there are only so many marketing channels in which you can utilize. And I yeah. know, you know, we've talked about the Facebook marketing. We do Facebook market. I'm not sold on that yet. I, I, i think there's there's a there's a channel in which you can utilize to reach people but to me it needs to be in combination with something else and we utilize our our ppc or our website to to comp, or, or facebook to complement our 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 face our website and ppc stuff um, i think it gives us more visibility and credibility uh, and that's kind of what we're trying to build and and i would say if you're like with us we recognize what our main channel is so we want to make it as good as it can get. And one of the things is we're very, I guess, disciplined on getting testimonials. We won't, we want those testimonials to be on our website because I can tell you how great I am, but it sure means a lot coming from a client. Um, and that, that has been interesting hearing the feedback from clients. Um, I mentioned the gentleman that we bought the house from, uh, yesterday, I don't remember what day it is, uh, but this week, and he, he, when we said, sir, we would love to get a testimonial video from you. He said, I figured you'd be asking me that because I watched those testimonial videos on your site huh. and I'll be glad to give one. Nice. So it kind of feeds on itself. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I would say that that's kind of maximize that channel. If it's working for you, I guess just try to squeeze all the blood out of the tournament that you can. And, and then, and you know, and then maybe stick your toe in there and see what works. When you asked specifically, when, when do we pull the plug? That's a hard, a hard question to answer. Um, I, yeah, I'd say probably six months to me. Um, and it depends on what you're spending. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of variables that go into that, but with our TV, I mean, we're, it costs us 300 bucks to do a spot on television and we got four phone calls from that spot. Um, so to me, I'm thinking, well, that, that's an instant, Mm -hmm. um, variable that we can measure to go. people are watching this, they're calling us. So, you know, that's, that's a good thing. So we're going to, we're going to probably stick our toe another toe into that water and see how that, see how that does. Um, but I know there's debates on non-branding or branding your business, and and I guess I'm in the camp of branding um, because we what we've tried to build is is an ecosystem, if you will, that if people need to find us, they can find us, and and they can go to different channels to do that. But yet, those channels are going to complement what we're doing, the services that we provide, and give a history of people that we have helped, and give a I guess kind of a, a chronicle of the projects that we've done so it establishes a legitimacy to what we are doing that we do buy houses that we do
1: help people um so that, branding versus non-branding you're talking whether if I'm just pitching myself as Thomas or if I'm exactly as Chattanooga property solutions absolutely and, absolutely got it Understood. yeah yeah we My goal
2: is, is to, if somebody is in their situation to where they need to sell a house, I want them to call us and let us help them find a solution. The frustrating thing is when you can't find it. Um, and we deal with that. We deal with that more than I would like, but at least at the end of the day that people know that we're really trying, that it does bother us that we can't provide a solution um, and, and there, there may present one later down the road, but that's, it's just, it's it, at that point, it's, it's, it's building an effective relationship to where if they, if time and circumstance change in their life, they know they can reach back out to us and, and give us a call and, and we can try to. Do it.
0: This is such awesome information. Thank yeah. you so much, Thomas. I like from my lesson learned right here is just, you know, if it's not working, like do your best, but if it's mm-hmm. not working, then pull the plug and figure yeah. out your next steps because you don't do you don't do well to
2: waste money <laughs> on a
0: on a marketing scheme that doesn't work.
2: Yeah, the the only thing it may work
0: in another market.
2: It, it may or work. Not. Yeah, yeah. It may not work it, in ours. I would say, and it really goes back to knowing your market. I mean, Chattanooga is a it's a small market. Um, and it's a very local. I mean, it's we we knew that when we moved here. Um. I mean, it's so definitely know your market, know know your clients. There there are certain demographics and certain kind of macro issues which will influence how how you can best reach people. Um, and and with with us, we know Chattanooga is a very it is a, it is somewhat of a, a larger town. We're growing, but it is a small town community where you can see people downtown, you're just going to run into people and and people talk and they're, I mean, you look on Facebook and you're, and I'm surprised at the mutual friends that everybody has. And I mean, it's almost like, you know, six degrees of, of separation or it's just crazy. So be aware of your market and how you, and how you can effectively communicate your message to, to your clients.
0: It's a great bit of information right there. Mm-hmm. A great bit of advice, effectively communicate with your clients.
1: I love it. I love it and uh I I think that that's a good transition into what it, what is your big why for all of this? Mm-hmm. That's the
2: so I may surprise you but that's the toughest question that I that I have to answer. Um my why has evolved. Obviously I think that the generic answer is my family. You know, maybe you you hear financial freedom, you hear I do it for my family. I think I think those are true. Um what, what I would challenge other investors is to really dig deep into that financial freedom thing. I've never been, that, that I embrace that early on, but I don't know that I can define that or I'm not comfortable with that because that means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, my why is, one of the whys is from my faith background, I wanna be a good steward of what God has blessed me with. Um, we have, like I mentioned, we have three adopted children. Uh, we have, you know, adoption is, is costly. Um, we have been blessed in, in the things that we've been able to do to, to do things like that. Um, so I would say that, yes, there, my why is my family is included in that why obviously, but also, um, the, the biggest thing is to be a good steward of what God's given me and let that translate through what I do. Um, so I would challenge other new investors to really dig into that. Don't, don't just grab the financial freedom thing and say, this is what I want, because I don't say this you're bragging, but I could be financially free today. I mean, I could stop doing what I'm doing. There are certain things, but I don't think that that translates into being a good steward of what. Um, what I have been given to, to utilize. So my why changes. There's a, there's a big why, but specifically it changes on different things. Um, and, and part of it is I just really love what I do. Um, I do. It's, you can't shut it off. So it's not about money. I mean, that's a great benefit of what we do. If we're successful, we're going to profit from it, but it's not about the money. Um, it's really, I'm passionate about helping people, being able to serve others, building a business. And this is the thing too, is the point to where we're at it, we're actually bringing on employees and we're, Mm -hmm. we see that our, our business is influencing other families. You know, we're, we're making commitments to our general contractor. Who's, who's obviously using what we're paying him to feed his family. So it's just, it's really neat to see how that grows. Um, it's stressful knowing you've got that responsibility on you, but I, but it feels good too. It right? feels good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And I have to tell you this, Thomas, you are the epitome of stewardship. Everything mm. you've told us today, it's been great. just mm. from being helpful. Like that, I mean, that seems to be like your calling.
2: Yeah. You, you, It's so, so just, so I'm, I'm, I've got my bad side too. <laughs> so,
0: You're not completely good.
2: I, uh, no, no. My <laughs> wife will tell you that. Um, we'll have her it, on next week. Absolutely. But there, it's just, I would, I would do that. I, I, I get a lot of phone calls from it, from young investors, people that want to get into this business. And, and, and I do ask them, why do you want to get into this business? And you hear, I want to be financially free. I push back on that a lot because that's not really a why it's you can be debt-free and live in a shack. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can be free. And I think entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs do wrestle with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can, I can honestly say that it is, it's just, it's just so much fun. Um, we're passionate about what we do, it, it it yeah we're just it's great I mean that right is. there yeah That's so the I reason. mean it really is it, yeah absolutely I get to do what I love I mean my wife tells me to shut it off I'm like well I'm not really working because <laughs> not like I don't like doing this so it's
1: just it's just fun it's well this fun. is a great lead in to, we like to always find some actual steps and and mm-hmm. our main question would be if you did have one of those new investors call you. Yeah what is an actual step they can take today to get started with real estate? That, that's a, it's a tough question. And if we're honest, I would say that
2: people really need to, they're, they're going to probably follow the same path that I did. They're going to be exposed to rich dad, poor dad, all, all the, the, the information and, and we live in an information overload world. So I would really wrestle and I, and I push back on this. I have, I have investors that call me, I would say practical steps are, first of all, push further past the financial freedom reason. Really understand what this this business involves. Um, Understand that it takes work and that nothing is accomplished without hard work and drive and determination. And I tell this to a lot of my clients. um, It's you have to take ownership in what you're doing you you have to you have to outwork everybody else and nice. it's you can't rely on somebody else to do that for you um when i got started i would do s- basic things i when we started buying rental properties i would go view other rental properties to see what my competition was like and i realized early on that it was not real competition because nobody fixed up their houses. They were all dirty. And I thought, well, this is not really hard. I can tweak this, add this, give my residents a little bit more benefit than the next guy, raise my rent $25 more. And I'm, you know, I don't have the turnover that they do. So that that's, that's going back to treating your business like a business. It's not a hobby. Um, it may be fun. You may enjoy it, but it is a business and you, you, you have to, to treat it like that. So be involved in it. It's it's just like, I, I mentioned the PPC, so I don't want to be in the weeds of PPC, but I do want to know the overarching themes and the processes. So if something goes awry, we can tweak it if we need to. Um, so those are some things there, there are tons of tools out there to, to get educated. Um, and I would say don't worry about making a mistake. You're going to learn from those mistakes. It's just, I mean, like I mentioned the first house we bought, I thought it was a great deal. We bought it for $77,000 and it probably wasn't worth 50. Um, <laughs> but we, we grew through that. It was, we didn't know what we didn't know. We bought a house and we learned, we learned how to manage tenants. We learned the process. a a very basic thing that I learned early on as I started to to manage our rental properties was I never, I I quit putting my phone number on the sign because I would get these calls asking bedrooms and bathrooms, what's the rent. I'm thinking all I need to do is put a sign on the door with all of that information. And therefore I don't have to answer these questions. And if they don't want to get out of the car to go read, they're probably not going to be a good, a tenant of mine. So there's just little things like that that I think you can em, employ into your business, but take a risk. Yes. Um, nice. you know, it's, it's, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna kill you. Yeah. Um, you know, don't go buy a multimillion dollar apartment complex. But yeah. Calculate, calculate, calculate risk. risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before
0: we let you go, we have a couple more questions mm-hmm. that we'd like to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. One being is what are words you live by?
2: what are words okay so it's um on my office i'll read it it is first corinthians 10 31 it says whatever you do do it all for the glory of god so i have that in my office because that goes back to that overarching thing i want to be a good steward of what we've what we've been given um so that's that is where i strive to do um don't do it well every day but um but i would say start there. yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's probably where I would sum it. Everything flows out from that.
0: Fantastic. That's great great um, words. Thank you. And best way to find you if our listeners want to talk to you, you know, yeah. know your business or even get on your buyers list.
2: Sure. Sure. So, um, we've got, once again, we're in a social media, crazy world. So we've got multiple different platforms. Um, the best way to to contact me directly is our, our email address. It's Thomas, at ibuy Um we're on Facebook. Personally, I have a Facebook page. Um we have a Chattanooga Property Solutions Facebook page that people can connect with us. They can see kind of what we're doing, uh projects that we've got going on right now, follow us. Um and yeah, reach out to me that way. It's incredible.
0: Thank you so very much. This has oh. been a
2: lot of fun. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing you guys in Pensacola. Yes, we Forward please. to it.
0: <laughs> well, this is the REI Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you so very much again to Thomas DeMoss. And thank you all for, being, for listening to our show. Thank you.
1: All right. See you guys. Bye now. We appreciate each of you listening to our show. And if you like what you hear, please go to iTunes and leave us a five star rated review. Five stars. And give us some questions on Facebook. We'd love to have your questions answered by our guests on some of our next show. You can find us on Facebook at the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation Podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.